Romans 8.18 says, Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal. What the heck does that mean? Find out next on 41 Strong. Hey everyone, welcome to 41 Strong Podcast. Chuck Tate here, back in the Whitecast Studios, downtown Peoria, Illinois. Remember, 41 Strong is a podcast that delivers encouraging scriptures and stories to help people like you hold on and stand strong, especially when you're in a season of suffering. That's what we're going to talk about today on episode 146. You're either in a season of suffering, coming out of a season of suffering, or perhaps getting ready to go into a season of suffering. What does the word say about suffering? Let's go right to it. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Yet what we suffer now. Just say now out loud. Now. What am I going through right now? What we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that God will reveal to us later. What we're going through right now, the overwhelming season of sadness or sorrow or setback, if you find yourself right now smack dab in the middle of a season of suffering, God's word says that it's nothing compared to the glory that he will be that he will reveal in the future. In other words, Romans 8:31 says if God is for us, then who can be against us. I just want to remind you before we go any further that right now, if you find yourself there in that season, don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. God is with you. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is inside of you. Everywhere you go, he is. So don't you dare give up. I believe over the next 20 minutes, as we get into the word of God, your faith will be fueled. It's going to expand so you can stand. The apostle Paul said in Ephesians 6, after you've done all to stand, stand and the word of God will help you stand if you will purpose in your heart today that you're going to stand on it the Bible is not a rule book it's a hope book so there's hope today for your season of suffering in fact here's what Jesus said in John 16 I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me you can have peace in the middle of the storm. In fact, there's a story in the Gospels where the disciples were in the boat and about halfway across to the other side, a storm broke out. Jesus was in the boat with them. They freaked out. They woke him up. He said, oh, you have little faith. Then he spoke to the storm and he commanded peace to be still. And the elements obeyed him. So perhaps your question today is, what do I do in the middle of the meantime? What do I do in the middle of the waiting? What do I do in the middle of my season and suffering? And the answer is stay in the boat because that's where Jesus is. And he promised you peace. He promised to be with you. His spirit is inside of you. And the word says that he's at the right hand of the father praying for you, interceding on your behalf, cheering you on, if you will. The second part of John 16, says this, here on earth, you will have many trials. Kind of get an amen, right? Yeah, that, that's me right now, Chuck, right? Here on earth, you will have many trials. 
you will have many sorrows. But then Jesus said this, take heart because I've overcome the world. In other words, you're not going through this alone. I'm with you and I can give you peace. You can choose peace. You can choose joy right in the middle of your suffering. So we're going to spend our time today talking about how do we respond to being in that season of suffering? What does the word of God mean when it says the season of suffering that I'm going through right now is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in the future. I want to go straight to um, the latter part of this, of this book, Romans, again, Romans chapter 8. And I want to look at verse 19. It says, for all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. Thank you, Adam and Eve. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope. Now notice that's the second time in this passage that Paul has used the phrase eager hope. We know there is hope in the middle of our suffering. We too wait with eager hope for that day when God will give us our full rights as adopted children, including the new bodies that he has promised us. I mean, anybody ready for that new body like today, right? I'm like, I need that new body today. I got to lay off the Krispy Kremes and God give me that promised body now, right? We were given this hope, there's that word again, when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need hope for it. Verse 25 says, but if we look forward, not backward, but if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. So we're going to find out that we have to have hope in the midst of the waiting. I'm going to share some things that I believe will give you hope and expand your faith so you can stand. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So today I'm going to feed you the word. We're going to give you the word. And I believe that will increase your faith to stand in the midst of your suffering. But just for a moment, I want to talk about this word glory. The suffering that we encounter now, Romans 8, 18 says, it's nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed when Jesus comes back. So we know that someday there will be an end to suffering. Someday there'll be an end to evil. Someday there'll be a, an end to pain. Of course, the question is, what do I got to do right now when I'm experiencing that? Well, first of all, we can have hope today knowing that regardless of what we're going through in this instant, all right, a hundred years from now, it's not going to matter. The pain that you feel right now, the, the tears that you shed right now, a hundred years from now won't matter because you'll be in the very presence of Jesus and you'll be with him for eternity. If you have placed your faith in him, if you've confessed with your mouth Jesus, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, the word says, if you've done that, then you're saved. And if you're saved, your name's been written in the Lamb's book of life and you were promised eternity in heaven with Jesus. So we're going to talk a little bit about, about having a little bit about this glory. All right. Jesus said, we can have peace. He said that on this earth, there are trials, there are suffering. Why? Because there's a devil loose. And we know that this earth is jacked up because it was cursed when Adam and Eve, when they sinned, we know that, um, 
the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He roams this earth looking for people to devour. He wants to take you out. So let's talk a little bit about suffering. Sometimes we suffer because of our sin, right? Now, I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying, okay? I'm not saying that every time that, that all of your suffering that you're going through right now is because of your sin. I'm not saying that, all right? But I'm saying that we can suffer because of our sin. In other words, sin has consequences. Galatians 6, 7 says, be not deceived, God's not mocked. Whatever we sow, we're going to reap, all right? There's no such thing as karma, all right? But there is a law called sowing and reaping. It's in the word. If you sow to the wind, the word says you're going to reap the whirlwind. So sometimes we suffer from being stupid, from making bad decisions and dumb choices. There are a lot of people right now that can't watch this podcast. They can't listen to this podcast because they're sitting in a jail cell because of their sin. They are suffering a lack of freedom due to choices they made. That means we know that suffering can take place because of our actions, because of our sin. Our actions have consequences. Now, the glory to be revealed weighed against that suffering is that someday there will be no more sin. All right? Someday we will remain sinless forever. Now, the good news is we don't have to sin anymore today. God has already empowered us to make the right decisions. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says every time we're tempted, God provides a way of escape. And because Jesus conquered sin, you don't have to sin anymore. I don't have to sin anymore. Unfortunately, my flesh is weak, and sometimes I don't walk in the Spirit, and I give in to my flesh, and I don't always listen. Sometimes I speak before listening, and I say things I shouldn't, and I suffer because of my own sin. All right? The glory to be revealed someday, man, no more sin. That's going to be a good day, right? Now, we can, another form of suffering, we suffer because of the sin of others. We can sin, we can suffer because of our own sin, but many of you watching and listening right now, you might be in a season of suffering right now because of something beyond your control. Perhaps somebody else's decision has affected you. Perhaps your husband and your wife left you and it was their decision, it was their sin that has led to you suffer right now. The good news is the glory to be revealed in that is that someday evil will be banished. I mean, when I read the headlines, sometimes I can't even, I can't even read the story because the headline is so bad. I can't even, it's hard to grasp sometimes some of the most, some of the most horrific things that have been done to people. There are people that are suffering today because of wickedness of others, because of this, the evil. I mean, people call evil good and good evil. That's what Isaiah said. That's where we're at today. So perhaps you're suffering because of the choice of somebody else, because of the sin of others. The good news is that someday in the future, evil will be banished. Another form of suffering. Sometimes we suffer from worry. Sometimes we suffer from anxiety. We know that depression is real. Worry is real. 
anxiety is real. In fact, we discussed this in our last podcast. You can go back and watch or listen to podcast 145. And I, I, I talked, I really give 10 ways that we can combat depression and anxiety. And I shared a story of my friend, Jerry Wilson, who ended his life just a few weeks ago. And I, I'm still wrestling with that. Um, I still haven't come to, to, to grips with that. We know that people really do suffer from worry and anxiety, and perhaps that's where you're at today. Now, the good news is the glory to be revealed, and that is someday there's going to be nothing to worry about. The other good news in that is this. There is hope today for your future, and I'm going to get to that in just a few minutes. All right? But someday there will be absolutely nothing to worry about. Another form of suffering is we suffer because of sickness. Some of you are battling cancer. I hate cancer. I detest cancer. I sat in a hospital last week with somebody who was fighting for their life with cancer. I've seen people lose their life because of cancer. I hate sickness. I hate disease. I just want you to know that sickness and disease is not of God. All right. God does not place sickness and disease on anybody. Our God is a good God who loves you. And here's what the word says. The devil, the thief, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God's word says, I have come that you might have life and to have it abundantly. So just know that suffering because of sickness is not of God. And the glory to be revealed with that is someday sickness will be eliminated. That's good news. Right? Someday sickness is going to be eliminated eliminated completely now here's some other good news isaiah 53 5 says that by the stripes of jesus we were healed the word of god also says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover we know that god is jehovah rapha a god who still heals today so if you're sick if you're suffering because of sickness and disease you can stand on the word of god and believe for healing you know, I wear hearing aids in both of my ears. The manifestation of my healing has not yet taken place. Has Jesus already paid the price? Yes. I also thank God for technology to help me here. But guess what? I suffer because of it. I'm not asking you to feel sorry for me. I don't want a pity party. But there are days where I hate not being able to hear. There have been days where I've screamed to my wife, I hate my ears. I hate them. I want to be able to hear my kids. When we go to the beach or the pool and I have to take them out, I have to miss out on everything that's going on. I hate that. I'm also grateful that I have technology to help me. I'm grateful that I can see. I'm grateful that I'm alive. All right? I'm grateful that I don't have a fatal disease. All right? I still hate not being able to hear, though. My wife is in a battle. She has a disease called interstitial cystitis, painful bladder syndrome. She has a, a severe case where it's hard for her to function. She has chronic debilitating pain. It's constant. She has no relief from it. There's no cure for the disease she has. We stand on the word of God. And we're believing that if two shall agree on anything, we could have whatsoever we say. We believe that Jesus already paid the price for her healing. In the meantime, she is in this season of waiting where she is fighting. And she is suffering. And I hate it. Now the glory to be revealed with that is the word says someday for sickness will be eliminated forever. And until then, we're going to stand on the word, we're going to speak the word, and we're going to fight. And you need to do the same. Don't quit in the season of your suffering because of your sickness. Someday, the glory to be revealed is that sickness will be eliminated. Another form of suffering. We suffer in a fallen world that is subject to natural disasters. There are hurricanes and tornadoes. 
All right, there are, are volcanoes, there are floods, rainstorms. That's a result from living in a fallen world. The glory to be revealed with that is that someday there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and there'll be no more disasters. All right, God did not send a hurricane to the Bahamas a couple of weeks ago to wipe people out. God did not do that. All right. God's come that we might have life. And someday there, were, there won't be any more suffering because of natural disasters. That's the hope that we cling to. Another form of suffering, we suffer because of our, our sorrows. Some of you are in a season of grieving because recently you've lost somebody you've loved. Some of you are in a season of grieving and you lost somebody a long time ago and you have found yourself stuck and you feel like you can't even cry anymore. The good news is someday the glory to be revealed in our season of sorrows is this. Someday there'll be no more tears. Sometimes we suffer because of death, but the glory to be revealed in that is someday death will be vanquished. You know, a few weeks ago, I performed, not performed, I, I preached a funeral. I encouraged people at a, at a funeral. We celebrated the life of somebody who came to our church who lost her battle with, with cancer. And I spent some time talking about heaven, and some of the things I shared then, I want to share with you. Heaven is a place where the hurts and disappointments of this world will have no more sting. Heaven is a place where the frustrations of life are replaced with unspeakable joys. Heaven is a place where the pains of life are not permitted and the failures of life can no longer control you. Heaven is a place where there's no more trips to the doctor, no more copay, no more pharmacies, prescriptions to fill. For me, no more hearing aid batteries. No more hearing aids. No more struggling to hear people talk. For you, perhaps, no more glasses. No more contacts. No more not being able to see. No more days of aches and pains. Heaven's a place where there's no more chemotherapy. No more cancer. No more people slowing down at yellow lights. <laughs> no more dealing with bad drivers who don't know how to merge. No more crying. No more death. There's hope in that. Knowing that someday the glory that's going to be revealed is going to be awesome. And the suffering that we encounter right now is nothing compared to that glory. That's our key scripture for this podcast today, Romans 8.18. I also want to close with this. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called in according to his purpose. Notice it doesn't say that everything that happens is good. But we know that God can take something the devil intends to harm you with and he can work good in it. 
If you will trust him, if you will purpose today in your heart that you're not going to quit, that you're not going to throw in the towel, that you will say, okay, God, I'm in a season of suffering, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to cling to your word and know that you can take this and you can work good from it because that's who you are. That's what your word is. So you need hope. Levi Lesko is the author of the book, Through the Eyes of a Lion. He said this, I've heard that in Air Force survival training courses, instructors teach something called the rule of threes. In a survival situation, you can last three weeks without food, three days without water, three hours without shelter in extreme conditions, and three minutes without air. But then he says this, you can't make it three seconds without hope. And this podcast today is to tell you there is hope in this season of your suffering. Cling to the word. Lean into Jesus. You could be ticked off at God. It's not going to change your season of suffering. But if you run to God, you're running to the only one who can rescue you in your season of suffering. Romans 15, 4 says, and scriptures give us hope. And scriptures give us encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Hey, I wrote a book about that. And if you haven't checked it out yet, I want to encourage you to get it. 41 will come. Go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Check it out. In the, in the beginning, it rained 40 days, 40 nights. 41 came, and the rain stopped. Moses committed murder, hit on the backside of a desert 40 years. 41 came, and he received a second chance when he was commissioned by God to be the rescuer of Israel. The children of Israel, after being rescued... They went through the Red Sea on dry ground, ended up in a wilderness for 40 years. 41 came and a new generation entered into the promised land. Goliath challenged Israel for 40 days. 41 came and David slew Goliath. So the message of 41 will come, the message of 41 strong, the message of the word of God is don't quit when you're in a season of suffering. If you will wait, Jesus will sustain you. Perhaps you're in a downpour, in a desert, desperately in need of a second chance. Perhaps you're staring at a giant that stands between you and breakthrough. The message is don't quit. Don't give up. 41 will come all right well listen we love you we're praying for you if you're in a season of suffering and you need specific prayer send me an email go to my website chuckytate.com and i will be happy to email you back but not just that i'll be happy to pray with you you're gonna make it i'm gonna make it don't quit all right well for our producer mike sable i'm chuck tate that's 41 strong we'll see you next week PeoriaLife.com